Welcome to our regular episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. One of the most frustrating activities I know of is how to get a response. Outflow begets inflow, as you know, if you've been listening to BusinessWise, and if you've been studying the Hubbard management system. But sometimes it takes so much darn outflow to get any inflow, you practically want to blow your brains out after a while. Oh, I'm just a crazy darn fool duck. <laughs> How do you get someone to call you back? How do you get someone to answer a letter or an email? How do you get a prospect, uh, an employee, or even a significant other to open up their mouths and tell you what the heck is going on? You know there is something there to be communicated, but you're only getting what we might call social responses. Is there some magic trick contained in the works of Mr. Hubbard that can open that line and get a genuine response? Of course there is. And that's what we're going to talk about. It starts with an understanding of something we have spoken of before, one of the most vital fundamentals of them all, what Mr. Hubbard refers to as the ARC triangle. Most of you are familiar with it and use it to some degree, but I am going to give it a fast review. And then I'm going to catch you flat-footed because I can guarantee if you're not getting volume response, you may think you are applying ARC, but you are misapplying it in this particular scenario. Now, uh, as part of that review, once again, we're going to revisit the book by Mr. Hubbard that I've recommended to all of you as the best starting point in a commitment to sincerely studying the Hubbard management system, his book, The Problems of Work. If you don't have a copy of this book, email me at info at wiseeastus.org. I don't actually, Wise East US doesn't necessarily sell that book, but we can tell you where to get a copy. I'll help you get one if you write me at info at wiseeastus.org because this is the perfect place to start your journey in fully understanding groups, work, and life. In his chapter on affinity, reality, and communication, ARC, Mr. Hubbard states the following. There are three factors which are of the utmost importance in handling life. These three factors answer the questions How should I talk to people? How can I sell people things? How can I give new ideas to people? How can I find what people are thinking about? How can I handle my work better? We call this the ARC triangle. It is called a triangle because it has three related points. The first of these points is affinity. The second of these points is reality. The third of these points, and the most important, is communication. These three factors are related. So let's define each of these terms from Mr. Hubbard. He says here, by affinity, we mean emotional response. We mean the feeling of affection or lack of it, of emotion or misemotion, which would be an inappropriate emotion. You know what a misemotion is if you've ever had somebody go off on you and you couldn't figure out why. That's called misemotion. Or if somebody becomes deathly afraid for, some, for no reason, it would appear, that's called misemotion. So we mean the feeling of affection or lack of it, of emotion or misemotion connected with life. So that's affinity. By reality, we mean the solid objects, the real things of life. By communication, we mean 
an interchange of ideas between two terminals or people. So there's your definitions of ARC, very simple. And then he goes on to say this, without affinity, there is no reality or communication. Now, uh, one of the points, and he, he makes this later, is that reality is gradients of agreement. So if you have uh, a firm agreement with somebody, like you both love a certain sports team, uh, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan, so uh, I instantly bond with people who are also Montreal Canadiens fans. It's a hockey team, if you don't know what that is. And so uh, we would say we would have a reality. So instantly we would have a greater affinity and uh, at least something to talk about or communicate about. So reality is also agreement, right? Bear that in mind. So he says, uh, without affinity, there is no reality or communication. Without reality, there is no affinity or communication. Without communication, there is neither affinity nor reality. Now, these are sweeping statements, but are nevertheless very valuable and are true. So, yeah, think about it now. Uh, Montreal Canadiens fan talking to a Philadelphia Flyers fan, um, they are going to immediately have a disagreement. And so that affinity would probably be somewhat less. Uh, if I am in a city doing a seminar or a lecture, I make sure I don't make any statements about their local sports team that would make me instantly unpopular because I would be out of agreement with that group. So their affinity would be less. Their emo emotional response to me would be poorer. Uh, they probably want to get away from me. Uh, that Because affinity also has to do with uh, a liking for being in the same space as. Okay, so... Um, you can easily see, and of course, we'd be out of communication to that extent. So uh, you can see fairly easily the relationship between affinity, reality, and communication. Mr. Hubbard goes on to say, there must be good affinity, which is to say affection between two people before they are very real to each other. And reality must here be used as a gradient with things being more real than other things. Just as a note, you've probably even gone through days where nothing seems very real or not as real. And other times you, something happens in your life, uh, maybe a near-death experience. I know that's happened to me. And all of a sudden, everything looks very, very real all of a sudden. So, um, yeah, it can vary. It goes on to say, there must be good affinity between two people before they can talk together with any truth or confidence. Before two people can be real to each other, there must be some communication between them. Yeah, nothing's going to be real to you if you can't communicate with it. You're going to have no affinity if you can't even see them. Remember, uh, perception is a form of communication. So how much affinity or reality are you going to be with something that you can't talk to or see? Right? As far as you're aware, it's not even real. It's not, it doesn't even exist. Uh, it goes on to say this. They must at least see each other, which is in itself a form of communication. Before two people can feel any affinity for each other, they must to some degree be real. These three terms are interdependent uh, one upon the other. And when one drops, the other two drop also. When one rises, the other two rise also. It is only necessary to improve one corner of this very valuable triangle in order to improve the remaining two corners. It is only necessary to improve two corners of the triangle to improve the third. Okay, so that's an incredibly, I could end off uh, right now on this episode, if you've never learned about the ARC triangle before, uh, you this is an incredibly valuable tool in all aspects of 
management or promotion or sales or human relations, obviously. Uh, but now let's see how we use this triangle to create response. As I said earlier, even if you think you are fully familiar with it, there is a particular nuance to its application in creating response that you are not using if you're not getting volume response. So this is from an article dated uh, 15 November 1960, and it's called Modern Procurement Letters by Mr. Hubbard. Procurement being, of course, the procuring or obtaining of customers or public in order to service them. Uh, I just want to make an interesting aside here that some of the longest articles Mr. Hubbard has ever written has been on the subject when, he, when we're talking about management, has been on the subject of how to write a letter. So, you know, you can say, well, letter writing is one of the easier jobs we have. It is a pretty easy job, but there is something to be known about it. And if the letters are not written correctly with the correct technology or know-how applied, uh, you're wasting a lot of ink and a lot of time, okay? So he says in this article... I'm picking up near the middle. This is fairly long, but I'm just taking one section of it. He says, totally in the interest of improving letter quality, I have already told you that quantity is more important than quality. So he's emphasizing again, think with quantity first, quantity of communication, quantity of letters, quantity of emails, quantity of calls before you start addressing quality. Because you can get into this whole kick on quality and cut back your quantity, and that's a bad move. Okay, never pays off. So quantity first. So he says, I've already told you that quantity is more important than quality. But in the interest of improving quality, we have a certain modus operandi of writing letters, which is very workable and should be stuck with pretty well. Understand that this data is secondary, but if you apply this data that I'm about to give you well enough, it would, of course, become primary. So remember from earlier episodes, quantity first, quality second, quality improves the ratio of response to the quantity of promotion, letters, calls, interviews, etc. Okay? So he says, this thing is the R factor. R, of course, stands for reality. We just talked about that in the ARC triangle. This thing is the R factor. Now, there have been bulletins out on it, but I don't think it's ever been very well communicated because I notice people having a rough time with it. It's not good enough to say that a person's reality is not very great. Hence, he cannot get the R factor of this person. So there you are, you're writing somebody and you go, you know, I don't have much reality. This guy is a construction worker and I'm an office worker uh, or this is a young woman and I'm uh, an older man. And so, you know, we don't have that much agreement and I don't really have much reality with this type of person. So therefore, the ARC triangle is going to be poor and I'm not going to get a response. That is a poor understanding of the R factor, as Mr. Hubbard will clarify here. So he says... No, it's not good enough. And he says this fascinating datum. He says, the truth of the matter is you have to be willing to help the whole confounded world to work in promotion and registration. So 
Registration is another word for sales when you register people for things. So if you want to work in promotion, you want to work in sales to be optimum in terms of your performance, he says, you have to be willing to help the whole confounded world. Now, I'm not that good. I don't know that many people that are, but I don't know. There's probably people out there. I'm not that crazy to help, but the more you are willing to help others, the better off you're going to be in getting a response. So he says this, he says, because a person who isn't willing to help that broadly gets less response. Now, you've probably had this experience yourself. You know, somebody comes up to help you uh, in a retail store, shoe store, uh, electronic store, and there is a genuine interest and willingness to help you. You pick that up right away. And you warm up to that person. You respond to that person. Okay. Now, then you got a guy comes up and he feigns it. He fakes it. Uh, you can tell right away. You can see it coming up the aisle, man. This guy has no genuine interest and no genuine willingness to help. And so they say, can I help you? And you say, what? No, thanks. No, I'm good. I'm just looking. You see, you don't respond. And you're not responding to what? You're, you're not responding because there isn't a genuine willingness to help and there isn't a genuine interest. On the other hand, if the person was genuine, you'd say, yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm trying to find this or I'm trying to find that. So look to your own experience. So in this scenario, he's definitely talking about letter registrars who write letters to the public, emails to the public. They also make calls to the public. But he says here, uh, they still get the letters. He's talking about the guys who don't have that willingness to help. He says they still get the letters and the letters still pile up and people still come in. But if they're really interested in these people out there, they won't really have any trouble with the R factor. So one of the first things we have to realize is that the R factor has a dependence upon an earlier factor, which is a person's willingness to help. So we're going to go into the R factor. But when we go into the R, R factor, I want you to have this earlier requisite in a willingness to help. How can you handle within yourself a greater willingness to help others? Okay. And if that is genuine, and believe me, it is the phoniest thing in the world. And it's easy to see somebody who does not have it as a genuine willingness to help. Okay. So you somehow have to foster within yourself a higher and higher willingness to help. You're not going to be maybe a superstar overnight if you don't generally have that, but if you keep working on it, it's going to get better, okay? So he says, um, it doesn't much matter what you tell people. I wouldn't become shy on that point, but if you are really interested in that person, you would get a much higher response. Okay, so we have that willingness to help. That has been established. With that willingness to help, another factor comes in, interest. Genuine interest in the person, the customer, the, the, the person you are writing to. If there is a genuine willingness to help, there'll be a genuine interest. And that is where the magic starts. Now, he gives you a caution here. He says, if you're only interested in the org, remember, short for organization, if you're only interested in the org making money, you'll get a much lower response. How hard is it to detect an individual who's more interested in his salary or his commission or his company or organization than he is in you?
Okay. That's only a real fool can't perceive that. So he says, if you are only interested uh, in the org making money, but he also qualifies this later. He says, when we say they shouldn't be sales letters, we don't mean we shouldn't sell anything. We mean this letters shouldn't start off this way. How are you? I am fine. I'm just going to give you a few lines now to tell you that and then start selling something, right? That's a sales letter. Anybody can see that's a sales letter. And that's not expressing any real interest in the guy. Mr. Hubbard says, well, it's still a letter and you should still let it go, but it's not so very good because it's interested in this end of the line. He's talking about the company. It's interested in this end of the line. It's not interested in that end of the line. That's the customer. So he says, it's not interested in that end of the line. And then he says, now, of course, I'm very interested in this end of the line, but I'm also very interested in the other end of the line. So he's qualifying this. He says, yeah, don't be so interested in the public that you're not interested in your organization or company uh, making any money. You have to be interested in both. And they have to be genuine interest. Anyway, there's no reason why you can't be interested in both things at the same time, right? Learn to master that trick. And then he goes on to say this, but here's the point. By being interested in the person at the other end of the line, you start running people's lives for them. There is nothing wrong with that. That's what he says. There's nothing wrong with that. Have you ever noticed this? Like somebody comes and talks to you. You should actually go out and practice this. Go out and talk to someone and pretend to be interested and see what kind of response you get. Right. And then go out and talk to somebody and be genuinely interested in them. You know, none of this social, like, how are you today? How's business? Blah, blah, blah. There's no genuine interest in there. Get really interested. No, no, no. I'm really interested. And you watch, you observe what happens. People open up to you and they start turning over their lives to you. They listen to you. You say, well, you know, maybe you ought to try this. And the next thing you know, they're saying, that's a great idea. They are tracking. Why? Because the, nobody's in control of their lives right now. I hate to break this to you, but most people are not in control of their lives. That's why Mr. Hubbard says there's nothing wrong with that. Look, if you are sane, if you are ethical, if you have the, the best interests of the person in front of you at heart, what's wrong with helping them by controlling their lives for them for that moment? I mean, you know, we're talking about selling them a vehicle or selling them a pair of shoes, it's not necessarily a life-changing experience like selling some things, like selling, you know, uh, this incredible philosophy of Mr. Hubbard's, for instance. That's pretty important stuff for people to, to track with. Okay, but whatever you're selling, if you're being ethical about it, that's going to serve that person. They don't understand. They don't know what they're is needed for their teeth or their health or their vehicle. You know, you're the expert. So you're in control. And how do you get control of the situation? By being genuinely interested. Try it. And you'll see that that's exactly what occurs. He says the R factor has to do with your reality on that person. And that is its exact definition. You, the letter writer, your reality on that person out there that you are writing to. That's everything. And it doesn't have any more complication than that. There you go. That's the R factor. It's not what can I say that they can agree with. 
what can I say that we can all have reality on? Hey, how's, you know, what a beautiful day, you know, that, yeah, sure. That's an R factor, but it's not necessarily going to get a response. The R factor is your reality on the person. So, uh, you're looking over a customer. He's, you know, he, you can see that he and his wife seem to have a disagreement. She's you're in the car, uh, lot and, um, your reality, you're observing this couple and they're kind of, you know, she's walking around one way and he's walking around the other. He's looking at the sports cars. She's looking at the station wagons, whatever it is. And your reality is, wow, looks like this couple uh, seems to be having a hard time agreeing on what kind of vehicle they want to buy. You're probably better off rather than coming up and saying, you know, what a lovely day or, uh, you know, I really, you know, what a lovely couple you are or something that's not your reality. You come along and you say, Hmm, looks like you guys are having a little difficulty deciding what kind of car you want to buy, right? Or something along those lines, you're going to get a response like, yeah, you know, she's not listening to me, whatever that is, but you're going to get a genuine response. And that's what you want. You want a response. Uh, if it's writing an email or a letter, you know, the before you write that letter, get some reality on the person. You maybe look at some earlier letters that they've written or some earlier communications, and they seem kind of cross about things. And you can even write them a letter. He says, remember what he says here. He says, I wouldn't be shy. I wouldn't become shy on that point. But if you're really interested in that person, you would get much higher response. So you're really interested. Say, wow, this guy seems kind of grumpy. You could write him a letter and say, you know, I was looking over some of your earlier letters and it seems like you, you know, you're a little grumpy with regards to uh, your relationship with us. You want to tell me something about that. You're going to get a much better response. You would be surprised. I have been surprised. You know, I've said something comes through my mind, you know, in a sales cycle or something like that. And, you know, I, I think I remember one time I was looking at a guy and said, you're a boxer, aren't you? I just said that to him. And he said, yeah. How did you know that? Well, I don't even know how I knew that, except I was really interested in the guy. And I just definitely got the idea that, you know, this man uh, was a boxer. And uh, that was just my reality at the moment. And I don't even know why I said it. All I know is we got into great communication after that. Okay. And uh, he was responding genuinely. And as I recall, um, we completed that successfully for all concerned. Mr. Albert says, the best thing that you can do in writing a letter is to find out if you have any reality at all on this other person. Can you discover from his folder or test files or any place else, any reality on this person or knowing their name and address, can you discover any reality on this person? Sometimes the only reality is, what, you're from Keokuk? I didn't even know Keokuk was a real city. You know, you could write, I've put something like that in a letter and gotten an immediate response. Say, yeah, we got a lot of that around here. It's like, what is your reality? That's what you want to roll from. Okay. He says, and then you simply express that reality and anything else you wish to say. But that is a trick. Express that reality and you'll get responses. It's quite mysterious, but it's very magical. So I told you there was a magic trick. This is a magical trick. If you're willing to help supremely, broadly, as, as willing as you can genuinely be willing to help everyone, 
and you can express a genuine interest, you will get a reality on that person. If you express that reality, you'll get a response. Uh, you could even try it in uh, voicemails, leaving messages. You know, there's a standard, you know, hi, this is Josh Mo, and I just wanted to call and let you know I wanted to talk to you about blah, blah, blah. No, have some reality. Say, you know, your name is uh, Vanessa, and, uh, you know, that's the name of my sister, and it's one of my favorite names. It's very curious. Anyway, um, I know we don't know each other, but I wanted to leave you a message, see if we can talk later you're probably going to get a better response because if you saw that name and that's what came to your mind, that was your only reality on that person, go ahead and roll with that, okay? Because you will get, uh, it's far, far more likely you will get a response. You can try it on other dynamics as well. You know, you, you'd like to get a response from this person. You're interested in them uh, and you just love the way you, the way she laughs, and you can say, you know, I just have to say, I just, I just love the way you laugh. You know, that's, you're going to get a response if that's sincere. You know, I'm not saying uh, this is your magic pickup line. I'm just saying that it stems from sincerity, willingness to help, genuine interest, communicating from your reality, and you will get a greater response no matter what uh, situation you find yourself in, even talking to an employee, you know. Obviously, don't try to uh, express your reality in such a way to invalidate the other person or make them wrong. That's not going to go anywhere. But uh, expressing your reality in a helpful, interested manner, and uh, you will be amazed at your response. So please um, apply this. It also means for better social interaction and sincerity in the world, and that's not a bad thing. So please... Uh, that wraps it up, but please do send us your responses, uh, <laughs> come to think of it. Uh, we do get quite a few responses from you all, but uh, the letters back from you, your emails back, saying what you get out of uh, business-wise are extremely well-received. We love it. It, it. it inspires us to keep going. So don't hesitate to write us at info at wiseeastus.org. If you don't have a copy of the book, Problems of Work, write us at info at wiseeastus.org. Uh, if you have questions or problems, feel free to write us at info at wiseeastus.org. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.